good evening good evening good evening my beautiful people hello how are you how was your week we made it to friday guys we made it to friday we didn't think we could make it on wednesday but we made it on friday we made it to friday guys god bless welcome to my second episode you are listening to faith ignited only on palma one radio i um had a great time listening to it last week live with you guys and I loved the participation I was having back and forth with with you guys which like I told you before it's the reason why I'm here it's the reason why I'm doing this show is to spread the word of God sort of in a non-denominational type of way. I think when you mix religion with things, it gets a little muddy for some people. So this is based on your own journey with Christ. I'm not here to rush it. I don't think anyone in your life should rush that journey because that is the most important journey you will ever take in this life and I went through and lived through some very very horrible horrible things in my life but now I can do this show because I can talk about it now I can talk about it without crying I can talk about it without um, sobbing and 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 saying my experience um, in my lifetime. My experiences have molded me, but I can tell you that God was waiting for me on the other side of an amazing um, sort of self-reflection journey that I've been on for the past two years. In the past two years, I've been reflecting more and more specifically in the past few months and wanting to do this podcast simply because there needs to be more good news. There needs to be happy stories of hope, inspiration, love, courage, and also to give you guys a place to hear other people's experiences and to Um, learn from other people's experiences and with that um, I would like to welcome our very first guest ever on Faith Ignited. Her name is Natalie Oliveira. For those of you in the community her name is Natalia She is my best friend and someone that reconnected with me. We reconnected with each other uh, going on seven years. And um, 
been speaking for me. I, I, as we got to know each other, I remember one day I told her we're gonna sit down and, and try to just tell us everything that happened in the past 30 years. Like how can we describe our 40 years? So she's someone that I've known since I was three years old, just a little girl. And I'd like to introduce you all to my best friend and our very first guest here on Faith Ignited, Nat. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. Round of applause. Thank you, thank you. I thought it was so appropriate that she be our first guest. I mean... I was inspired to do the show by a friend of ours um, who was in a very bad car accident about three months ago. Not even three months ago. Mm. About three months. And um, we saw with our own eyes what that accident did to her. Yeah. And we... She was in a coma. And we went in to see her, her name is Rosie. We went in to see Rosie and she was, she was knocking on death's door, right? Most definitely, yeah. She did not look good. It had been a two-car two but turned into a four-car type accident. It was, yeah, pretty severe. They got hit multiple times by multiple cars. On, um, if you're from the Bay Area, Blossom Hill in 85, mm -hmm. right? On 4th of July night, actually. Right. So on 4th of July night, she was hit by several cars and she heroically, um, after the first car hit, she thought she could get out and get to her girls who were in the back seat of the car. And as she took her seatbelt off, a second car, or a third car by that time, I don't know, had hit. And Rosie went flying several feet from the accident. And it did not look good. I thought we were going to say goodbye to her. I asked Matt to go with me. Yeah. And my husband drove us and we went and we prayed. We knew that she could hear us, right? Yes. You yes. knew that she could hear us. I absolutely knew, yes. You said, Nancy, she can she could hear you and I was like I'll never get the chance to ask her if she did hear us. In that moment I thought that. Yeah. But then a miracle happened. And every day, small miracles would happen. And every day she would get a little bit stronger, a little bit better. And I am so happy and relieved and thankful and show so much gratitude to God for allowing Rosie to come back to her children and her husband, family, her friends, her sister. Which was no small feat. Right. And, um, so if you're new to the show, I want to talk about positive things. 
I want to talk about encouraging things. I want to talk about things that make you feel good. But sometimes, sometimes life isn't always fairy tales and butterflies. It isn't always sunshines and rainbows. Real stuff happens in our lives and we go through things in our lives that change the trajectory of who we are as people um and that if you want to talk about um your experience i'm going to ask you a few questions to start with but we're here today to talk about nat's um very real experience she had very real experience she went through in this life very scary and she shouldn't be here today no she shouldn't be here today to tell this story but she's here courageously she doesn't do these things she doesn't go on shows she doesn't uh, make her life known right she's a very private person and i respect that very much and i respect her boundaries because she is a very private person i've been talking to her about this for a while when i started talking to her about the concept of the podcast and i knew i needed you to tell your story because in your story there may be a listener out there whose mom Dad, brother, sister, cousin, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, you name it. Someone could be going through what you went through right now. So we're talking about heart attacks, which I was just reading something. I think there's 860,000 heart attacks a year. Every 40 seconds, somebody has a heart attack every 40 seconds and Natalie's experience was um, a heart attack which is called a, uh, it was a massive heart attack called the widow maker right the widow maker so that should say right enough mm. just the word the title alone makes me quiver Right. It's funny because a couple nights ago, my sister and I were talking about it, and she asked me, why do they call it the Widowmaker? And I I didn't actually know the answer, so I looked it up, and it was because 88% of people who have that heart attack do not survive. 88%. 88%. So I was in the 12% of people to survive. What was that day like? normal day I was tired during the day and I, I was 39 years old this is you know 13 years ago next month so I was 39 years old wasn't like me to feel that tired in the middle of the day it was my day off mm-hmm. and um, I took a nap and when I woke up from the nap I had shoulder pain nausea um, I just didn't feel right but I thought it was, you know, indigestion or something like that. Um, but as far as the day, it, it was 
normal any day. other normal day. If you can talk a little bit about your family history with heart attacks. Um, so my grandmother died from a massive heart attack. My mother died from a massive heart attack. Mm -hmm. My older sister passed away. Uh, she had had multiple heart attacks in her lifetime, but had um, complications from it later in life. Mm -hmm. So she passed away from it. So there's quite a bit of history, medical history in my family with that. Right, and had you been living just a normal, you went to the doctor or no, or you, you I, I gone? Was, I was diabetic, so I was doing routine visits, but nothing with my heart. Like I said, I was 39 years old. Yeah. Other than being a diabetic, I was fairly healthy. You know, yeah. I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have just the diabetes at that point. Yeah. yeah. So. And so um, you were living with someone at the time and you told them or they told you, you don't look well. Uh, I was actually at a friend's house visiting. Okay. And no, I, I told her I don't feel well. I think I need to go to the hospital because it was not letting up. Mm -hmm. So she drove me to the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, her so she let me out in front and her 11-year-old son went in with me. Mm. And he said they used to call me aunt. You know, so they said, my yeah, my auntie Nat is having some pain. She thinks she might be having a heart attack because... Instantly, I was yeah. afraid of that because right. of the family history. Right. So they took me in and they did an EKG, which came back completely normal. Crazy. Um, they put me in the wheelchair because they wanted me to be seen by a doctor just because. And when they put me in the wheelchair, I went into cardiac arrest. Mm. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. They took you. I mean, you I, don't remember. I, I do. I mean, the next thing I remember is I was in a exam room and they were giving me, um, a, I can't remember the name of the pill, but they give it to you to prevent another heart attack. Yeah. Um, they gave that to me and I went into um, complete failure. I coded for an hour. Ugh, for anybody who doesn't know what coded means. Um, they could not get my heart restarted to keep pumping. Right. They could not keep it going. Right. So, um, uh, my friend that brought me was in the waiting room. She, after two hours, she, you know, asked them, hey, what's going on? Doctor came out and talked to her. She then made the calls to my family. Right. Um, I can remember in and out. Mm -hmm. I was in and out. And I can remember the paddles. Mm -hmm. I can remember the CPR by hand. I also remember feeling like I was not alone. I wasn't afraid. Mm. I was not afraid. I should have been afraid, logically, you would think. Yeah. But I wasn't afraid. What do you think that it's just I, a feeling? It was comfort. I was comforted. Mm -hmm. And... I remember my family 
I don't know how long it had been. My family started coming in and um, you remember seeing them? I do, I do. And I remember telling every single one of them, don't worry, I'm gonna be fine. I knew, I knew I was gonna be okay. It was as if, I mean, I wasn't saying it because it was just what you say. It was like, I knew, like I had had a conversation already yeah. with God about it. Yeah. And I just knew, he, yeah. I just knew. Instinct, um, instinctively you yeah know. it but then when all of my family only got a few seconds with me not even minutes um and they only let them in two by two i have a large family yeah so it was quite a few people but um i remember feeling like at one point i must have like come come to because i must have been out because I, I i just remember it was dark. It was very dark in my head. Mm -hmm. And I say in my head, but I think that I was Already. in transition. Mm -hmm. And I remember having this conversation. I, it's been 13 years, so I couldn't tell you exactly yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I remember having this conversation and, and walking away from that conversation, knowing I'm gonna come too. I'm going to, this is going to be life altering for me. Yeah. And I wish, I, I wish, I do not wish a heart attack on anybody, but the feeling I had after I woke up, I woke up two weeks later because they put me in a medically induced coma. Right. Um, but when I woke up, I knew that I had had multiple conversations with God. Amen. I knew that my life was going to be changed forever. My relationship with God was going to be changed forever. Mm -hmm. My relationship with people from that point forward mm -hmm. was going to be changed forever. I'm still human, of mm -hmm. course, not perfect. Mm -hmm. I still fight with people. I still say things I shouldn't say, do things I shouldn't say because life has a way of changing you. But when I first came out of that, I was just so, felt so, unbelievably blessed because I could feel the Holy Spirit I really could you could feel his love I could you. feel it I could and I was the love that he showed me and gave me I mean it it's unbelievable the feeling and you were aware that you were somewhere like could you see, a lot of people say they see their body floating like uh, like above they see themselves no I couldn't see myself I knew I knew that I was there and I knew that I was it was almost like I was awake but I couldn't move I couldn't do anything I could only see what I saw in my head mm -hmm. and this is what I was seeing in my head and was it like your thoughts you could hear your thoughts and then you could hear an answer back in your thoughts Yes, that's exactly, it wasn't even as though I was thinking. It was as though I was speaking with God. Mm -hmm. I was speaking, and it wasn't just God. I I had loved ones around me. Yeah. I knew for a fact my mother was there. I had no doubt and my mother was there. passed before that? My mother passed about 10 years before that from the exact same heart attack. Wow, I'm, yes. She had the widow I wanted them well. to hear that. Yes. 
She had the exact same heart attack. Ten years prior. Yes. Yes. And you lost her. I lost her. She, she did didn't not make, make it. it. No. She did not. And after reading about those statistics, unfortunately, most don't make it. Yeah. So I knew that... You felt safe and comforted. I did. I felt safe and comforted. But I also knew that it happened for a reason because I no longer worried about, you know, you always, I, I'm Catholic, yes. born and raised. Yes, I have faith. Too. I've always had faith. I never doubted that. Yeah. But when you lose people you love, you can't help but a little bit of you is like, oh my God, what if yeah. I don't see yeah. them again? Yeah. Yeah. That's very real. I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah. I have absolutely zero doubt. Amen. I know I will see her again. I will see all of my family again. Amen. Everybody we love, we will see again. That I know. You know that. I know that. Without a doubt. Isn't that crazy, everybody? It changes you in such a way that you almost feel like you have to come back to Earth and tell everyone what just happened. It, it's almost as if it's almost as if it's a horrible thing to go through, but God was like, I'm going to show you so you know. Right. This is real. Don't worry about it anymore. Right. And he did. He showed me. He not only showed me the, through the whole process, he held me. He let me know, you're okay. Don't worry. Because Did you feel like choices were given to you in that process? Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, the only choice I can actually really remember was I had the specific choice of going going and being done or coming back. You felt like you had that I choice. I felt like I had that choice. Okay. I really felt like I had, had that choice. Okay. And some of you wasn't ready. It, I feel like I was told that my job wasn't done. Yes. It was almost like I, I don't want to say he guilted me, but it was yeah. almost like he guilted me. Yeah. Like, you're not done, but if you really want to. Yeah. And so. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I remember that's when I started to feel the, when I feel like I was coming out of it, it was like I was in my own head, but I couldn't move my body. Now, people always wonder when they talk to someone who's in a coma, like, I wonder if they can hear me. And you're saying... Did you hear all the time or some of the time? Not all the time, but a lot of the time. A lot of the things like when I woke up didn't make sense to me. But then as I spoke to my family about it, they would say, oh, yeah, that, that did happen. Mm -hmm. This and this and this and so-and-so was here. Mm -hmm. And that did happen. It's like, okay, I did hear it. Yeah, it I heard true. that. Yeah. And what about your um, DNR? paperwork that was another miracle because I at that time had a DNR that if my heart did not beat on its own do not resuscitate let me go mm -hmm. they could not find the paperwork Amen. they could not find the DNR I would not be here today Amen. had they found that paperwork Amen. Bestie, I'm so glad they found they didn't find it amen 
I'm so glad Amen, that was misplaced or blown away or whatever. God plucked it right out of that filing cabinet, whatever it was, erased it from the computer. It was not there. And that in itself is beyond a miracle because not only did the hospital have a DNR for me, my doctor's office had a DNR for me, my friend had a DNR for me because mm -hmm. She, I had three people that were my um, advocates that could speak for me mm -hmm. if I was unable to. Nobody had the DNR with them because nobody was expecting at 39 years old I was going to go into cardiac arrest right. and nobody had it. Nobody could find it. Right. Hospital completely lost it. My doctor's office couldn't find it. Right. It's unbelievable. Exactly. I it's still... I still say to God every day, I'm not sure if I'm doing what I was supposed to do, God, because I know I wasn't done, and that's why I'm here, Yeah. but I sure hope I am. You are. You are. We take it day by day, step at a time. We all, you know, uh, try to, uh, like I was telling you yesterday, we had a conversation about trying to be better yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, better tomorrow than we were today exactly so yes. like i always go to bed thinking like why well, I, I i did try my best you did try your best like we we go to bed knowing that we can lay our head down at night and not have a problem feeling um things of guilt or things of shame or things of you're here to testify your story because God brought you back for you to, and then we would have never reconnected. Yeah, that's that true. That would have never happened. All the great things that have happened to you since then, they think about it, you are meant to be here, and every moment that you're here, I'm sure you look at differently now, right? Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, every day is like, it's a gift, because I know realistically given the diabetes the family yes. history yes. I mean, and then come to find out at that point I didn't know that I have the heart condition that I have that I was born with what they call a subaortic membrane mm. so I have basically a growth on my heart mm. I should not be here mm. between that right. the family history the That's diabetes right. That's right. I should not right and and yet you are and there's only one reason. And that's God. That is God. That is absolutely 100% God. Without a doubt, you can say that and feel comfortable knowing absolutely. that. Absolutely. To anybody. Yeah. I yeah. feel the same way. I feel the same way. And um, I thank God that you are here and that you are not... Um, someone that I used to know someone that I still know and that you know we are like sisters y'all we ain't gonna even front <laughs> we ain't even gonna front no we are definitely we fight like sisters but we also love hard like sisters yes and um this is all new to me, this sisterhood thing, so um, 
but do you feel like um, you feel like you can now live the rest of your life knowing that you're not in it alone? Absolutely. Do you still feel alone? No. You no. don't anymore since no. that day? Yeah, no. And that was the other thing prior to all that happening. I was very unhappy in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think I ever bounced back. And it had been 10 years. But I don't think I ever bounced back from the loss of my mom. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge for you. And then I had lost a brother shortly after that. Yeah, that's traumatic. So, yeah, I don't think that I ever bounced back. Yeah. And so I was very, very unhappy. Right. And to be perfectly honest, there were days I would say, God, I'm done. Why am I here? Just take me. Yeah. And boy, did I learn. I didn't want to be taken yet. Yeah. Yeah. I still wanted to see those people. I still had work to do. Yeah. You Amen. know, I, I still have work Amen. to do, I believe. Amen. Until I draw my last breath. You know, when he calls me, yes. Yes. Amen. 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 And, you know, um, you also came back and started going to, you found a faith-based place for you to go. And, I did. And try to relive that feeling, right? Of I did. I resurrection did. in a way. Mm -hmm. You were resurrected in a way. You came back from the dead. Not many people can say that. Yeah, that's true. People have had experiences with this for ages. It's just a topic that as Catholics, right? we go through something like that and we're like, I'm not supposed to believe in certain things or, or think, but all of that went out the window. It was like one God, one love, mm -hmm. one, there's not, we are all fighting and, and the, the, the religions fighting with religions. It's one God. And that's what I'm here to say. I'm here to say it's one God. You are 100% correct. We are not here to serve any other than our God. And if we put him first, you then started living your life for Christ. And yes. you considered yourself saved, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Reborn again. Most I... people with near death do feel that way. Renewed sense of soul purpose spirit absolutely it's true and it, it's I was lighter yeah I was lighter I was happier mm -hmm. I was I don't know how to explain the joy that I felt in just waking up every day right you know right, and opening right. my eyes thank you God for this day yeah and forever I had to stop saying it when I when I was at work but forever, someone would say, you know, hey, how are you? I'm blessed. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, good. God bless you. Yeah. You know, it was just, I was so, I don't want to say overwhelmed because it wasn't overwhelming. It was refreshing. But I was so filled 
with the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of the existence, mm. the factual existence. I don't care what you said to me. Mm-hmm. I know. Amen. 100%, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Heaven exists. God exists. The Holy Spirit. Hell we exists. Are, yes. We are yes. truly his children. Yes. And he just wants to love us. Yes. And he just wants us to love him. Was that your message? I think so. I think that was it. I think that's what he was saying to me. It's like, I love you. I'm not here for you to be in pain. Because that's what I felt. I felt like I was just living in pain without the people I loved. Right. What I like to tell people, and you've heard me say this a million times, but when somebody loses somebody, innately you get that feeling of angry, right? You're mm-hmm. angry with God and yes. you you want to we need somebody to blame, right? And God takes it on the chin every time. But what I want to say with that is that um so what I like to tell people sometimes is that when they say, "Why did God why did they take that person from me? Because there's a level of, of anger, right? Absolutely, yes. And why did they take that person from me? And what I like to tell them is God didn't bring illness or disease or bad intentions because sometimes we have to be accountable for our actions what causes our body to not work the way it's supposed to you and i both know yes how that affects us yes and so living our lives with intention especially you after going through something like a near-death experience where it says here, um, in one of the books that I have, it says that a near-death experience is an incur- an occurrence in which a person comes very close to dying and has memories of spiritual experience, such as meeting dear friends and family members or seeing a white light. Do you remember the white light? Yes. During the time when death is near. This is a good work definition. However, it is worth nothing that many of the people who report having a near-death experience were not only very close to death, but were verifiably clinically dead during their afterlife encounter. You were just telling me that. You were just saying, like, you had a moment where you realized you were gone. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like I said, I felt comforted throughout the whole thing. But as we were speaking, I realized, you know what? There was a moment when I realized. And it was when I came back. When I came back, I realized, wait a minute. I'm either having a horrible nightmare and need to wake up or this is really happening. 
Mm. And I realized, okay, this is really happening and I, I, I need to do something because if I'm dreaming and I don't wake up right now, I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. And I came to. That's when I woke up. And it had been two weeks. It had been, no, that was in the ER the first night because I got airlifted from that hospital to another hospital. Okay. And um, that was still there. But they, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, they gave me, I feel like I, I'm kind of short because they gave me a drug they called the trauma drug. Mm. So I wouldn't remember a lot of what happened. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I feel like they robbed you. Yeah, and I only memories. have bits and pieces that I remember. Right. So I feel like I kind of got robbed, but I'm sure it's for my it was for my own good because now a lot of people speaking outside you were saying that you um you knew your mom was there but it's not like she was like hey no welcome she never spoke to me but i knew exactly what it was like we were having this conversation without speaking telepathically telepathically and i also stand by what I said I don't know that that was my mom so much as God in the form of my mom because he knew that's what I needed at that moment you were missing her you I was missing her. I was grieving her and I mean I grieve her every day but not like I did yeah not yeah. to that after the heart attack I understood that she was okay mm -hmm. and that she there really is a heaven you're you're gonna be with her again one day you know, and you tell everybody. Absolutely. That. And that's that's when I speak to a non-believer. And that's one of the things I say. I said, you know what? I would be a miserable person if I didn't believe I would be with the people I love again. Mm -hmm. And maybe you were doubting that at that time. I, I'm sure I was doubting that because the certainty, who can be certain if you yeah. haven't gone through something like this? Yeah. Like I have absolutely no doubt now. Yeah. But we know what we, maybe my faith wasn't strong enough. Yeah. And, and I'm not proud to say that. Put God first a lot of the time. Could be. Could very I was well in be. the same boat <clears throat> where, you know, you, you choose other things and not God. Yeah. Um, and, and so you felt the, the love and the comfort, your mother's love and comfort. Absolutely. And God's love and light and comfort, just an overwhelming warmth feeling. Um, and I believe that uh, that happens uh, so that you can, because we are, we are supposed to share what we know, what knowledge we have. And if you were talking to a non-believer right now, someone who says there's nothing after I die and there's no God that can help me, what would you say to them? I'd say you're crazy. You're crazy. Look at the blessings you have. And if you say, what blessings? What do you have in this life? Do you have family? Do you have a home? Mm -hmm. Do you have food that you eat every day? Mm -hmm. Do you get up and go to work every day? Mm -hmm. Those are all blessings because you know what? 
without God, you couldn't do those things. Yeah. He true. gives you the strength to get up every day. Right. He gave you the beautiful gifts that are your family. Yes. A roof over your head. Yes. Everything you have is thanks to him. Yeah. And you're here to say without beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a heaven. Absolutely. There not only is a heaven, there is God. There is Jesus. There is the Holy Spirit. There is zero doubt in my mind as a matter of fact i know it mm -hmm. i know it exists i mean it lives it lives us. inside each and every one of us if we choose it right exactly because you asked me once so oh, if this person doesn't believe in god then how do they love because god is, is love. love yes so, what do you think the answer would be? I think that despite his lack of belief, God still loves him. Right. So, I think that, that he is very blessed. And because God is the merciful God he is, mm -hmm. he has received those blessings. I, I honestly can't say that he doesn't love. I just don't think that... I just don't think that the way he loves is the way God would like to see Us him. Love yeah. Him, love. him or anybody yeah. love for that matter. Yeah. But that is for God to and answer, to, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and up to them. And we're, like I said... Here on Faith Ignited, we don't want to rush anyone or their faith right. or or their journey with God. This is a, you know, non-denomination hangout spot. Uh, like I said, spiritual, believe in God, am Catholic, will die a Catholic, have the Catholic sacraments, Nat and I both do. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, like what we were taught and what we know now are two very different things. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Some things you can't be taught. You have to experience with life. Right. Right. There are certain things that cannot be taught and certain things that we have to, we can't go under it. What's that? Can't go around it. Got to go through it. You have to go through it, and you have to uh, let yourself experience the blessings and the miracles that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. And um, like Nat, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who have had near-death experiences or have have some knowledge of what's on the other side um, nobody knows for sure but we are supposed to tell people like I said prophet prophesies what we know to be the truth which is God is love and no matter what you do in this world 
it's already forgiven. You have already been forgiven. There is nothing in this world that God will say, I no longer love you. Now, if you choose to not choose God, there's a place where you can go where you will never, ever, ever have to see him again or hear from him again. That's not a place I want to go. Nor do I. And I want to see my loved ones and you being here tonight, Bestie, it's, it's a big deal because you're not uh, an open book. You are very reserved and you will share with those that you feel uh, have earned their right to listen to what happened. But I think after us working so much with the public and the rosary and seeing all the horrible things in this world that people are going through, we gain some sort of empathy that comes out of nowhere that we wish we could take on that and everybody's problems and let them know, like, my friend, you know, we'll talk about, we'll get to a point where we'll talk about, you know, uh, happy things, but also real life things. Um, a very close friend of mine committed suicide and that trauma that I had to ignite my faith for real after that trauma. And I think like Nat had the paddles on her chest bringing her back to life. I think with shows like that have this underlying topic of faith and God, hope, inspiration, nobody wants to listen to. They want to listen to gossip channels and stuff like that. And and for me, I've already done that. I get it. I, I know the interest. I... I I get where you can fall into that, but for me, for Nat, for people, like-minded people that know that this isn't it, this isn't the end of the rope. No, this, this is not the end. This is, you know, just the beginning. This is just the beginning. You are here to live a life and to do a job, but when your time on earth is done, you're not done. That's right. You are not done. You are still going to live in eternity. Yes. With your loved ones. Absolutely. That's a, it's, it's, it's a miracle that people can come back and talk about things like this. I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. I, I believe it to be so true and so real. I believe that we all have the ability to be intuitive and be uh, compassionate, empathic, and all of those things. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I had used this book that I had last week that I wanted to just um, read really quickly just because um, I have Nat here 
and Nat is always, always down to hear a message from spirit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's always ready and she's always willing to listen to my craziness sometimes, but I honestly feel like within my craziness there is some sense to what i'm saying right absolutely it's not all for nothing um i feel like um i feel like this card this part of the book that i read from and uh, this card talks about, it has the Holy Spirit on it, picture of a beautiful white dove, Spirit if you're Portuguese. And the title says, I am not dead. So if you've lost someone out there and you're listening to this, you might need this message. You might need to hear it or you might need to hear it for somebody else, but if you've lost someone, know that spirit comes through to us in many ways, through nature, through music, through signs, through um, dreams. We found a quarter right before we started on the floor. And it's pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters uh, from heaven, right? At least we like to believe yeah. that. We had a little message there for us just now <laughs> when we came back in the room, right? Inflation, not pennies anymore. Yeah, it's gone up, right? Um, so it says here, only my physical body is gone. And I now know that our bodies are just a small part of who we really are. I am aware that you might miss my voice and my physical presence, but my soul and spirit are very, very much alive. The times when you felt my energy I really was there, right next to you. We have a unique energy fingerprint and you recognize mine. Trust that feeling. Trust the feeling, guys, when you feel that someone's trying to send you a message from above trust the feeling trust the voice in your head that helps us have a conscience right the rest of the passage reads i am actually more alive now than ever before gone are all the distractions and stressors that I allowed to rob me of the enjoyment of my life. Now I see how trivial 
everything was so trivial and that all that ever mattered were the important priorities of love, of family, friendship, caring, and helping. But I have also discovered how to turn my regrets into learning and growing. They would ask us to do the same. I now see that I never had anything to fear. There is no death. And nothing bad can ever happen to anyone in the spiritual truth. Of course, it is important to be smart and to be careful and always follow your guidance. But please don't forsake joy because of fears, because there's truly nothing to fear. Amen, amen, amen. Someone needed to hear that message tonight. I think part of it was you. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that um, they know how much courage and bravery it took for you to share your story tonight. And I appreciate you supporting me in my crazy endeavors that I do and drag you into. But I'm glad you're here, Bestie. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that that paperwork was lost. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you got to the hospital when you did. And I'm glad that God allowed you to experience the love of your mom, even though you were grieving her so much. He let you hug her for a minute. At least it felt like it. Yeah, it really, yeah. For all you out there who are missing someone tonight that has passed on, try to feel any signs, look around you, see if there's anything around you that smells like them, reminds you of them, think of them. Let's pray for their soul and their spirit that they are sitting at the right hand of God the Father in heaven and that all of their energies be brought to those who need it here on earth, that we all work together for the greater good of the world. Um, and sometimes bad things happen. They definitely do. Bad things happen, but bad things teach us things too. They do, and we all just need to remember we all have a purpose here. We all have a purpose. We all have a, a an end game. We all have we all have a place to be seated at the table. And bad things are going to happen because God doesn't promise us an easy life, but he does promise us that he will never abandon us in those difficult times. And that just like with Matt, 
showed that the impossible was made possible. Amen. She's here to tell her story. Amen. And that she shared it all with you. And Faith Ignited is not just about sitting here, wasting time, talking about nothing. It's real life stuff. Real life things that have brought back, you know, brings back the memory of that time. It takes you back. And uh, so I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining episode two. I'm going to end with a song. Um, I'll come back and say goodbye here in just a moment. Let me play this song.
That is, of course, The Commission by Kane. One of my favorite all-time songs. You can hear songs like that on a lot of great stations. Um, my personal favorite is K-Love, but all of you guys have your own favorites, or maybe you don't listen to Christian music. I love it. So I listened to it, but I wanted to say thank you for joining us tonight on this journey that we took with Nat, my best friend. Um, she uh, filled in in the last minute. She was amazing. She was so nervous, you guys. So if you see her around, or if you see her on Facebook, Tell her that you thought she did a good job in her interview. I think that'll make her feel good, right? But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad we were able to spend a few minutes together. Say hello, God bless. Have a blessed weekend and an upcoming week. We'll catch you here, same time, same place on Palma One Media. Palma One is the channel on Palma Media. You can listen every Friday night at 10 p.m. with a repeat on your Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you guys. My late night owls, all my late nighters. Uh, let's listen to this and drift off into sleep and wake up Monday or Saturday or Monday feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day and the days ahead. Um, wish nothing but love and the best for all of you. Thank you so much for your love and your support in listening and choosing to listen to our podcast here on Palma it is with so much love and um, gratitude that I am here and I'm honored to be back. So thank you all. God bless. Good night.